Welcome to another episode of Ships Ahoy. I'm Christina. I'm Jill. And today is a special episode because I think we teased this in another episode of ours. We might I, have. I swear we were talking about like animated films and we we're like, oh, let us know if you want us to do it. Well, guess what, guys? We're going to do it anyways. Because, <laughs> we're doing it. <laughs> because we're just doing it and we're in the Disney mood right now. Um, yes. So, Jill, do you want to talk about what feature films this episode is about? Yeah. So, we are going to do two. Two, two and a half movies from the Disney kind of animation studios with uh, Tangled, which came out in 2020, or 2010, <laughs> I wish. Oh, gosh. Came out in 2010. and ah, then um, old. I know. Holy moly. And then Frozen, which came out in 2013, and a little bit of Frozen 2, which came out in 2019. But as we'll kind of get into, Frozen 2 doesn't have as much <laughs> to yeah. discuss when it comes to like romantic subplots. Yeah. But K- I Christine, thoughts. I want you to explain I want you to explain the title of this episode because I okay. feel like you're really so, proud of it. Yeah, we're so proud of this title. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're proud of all of our titles, but I think yeah, especially this one because literally Jill and I were like we need to come up with a pun, like we want it to be punny, but we couldn't Something, figure yeah. anything out. We're like what is magical and then like also nautical themed and we spent mm-hmm. like 20 minutes like scrolling through Google to be like like, nothing is working. And then I, like, came across this one site, and I was like, Jill, we're so stupid. Like, we're honestly so stupid. <laughs> like, it was staring us in the face the whole time. I was like, we'll just do fairy tale, but instead of, like, fairy as in, like, the magical creature, we're going to do fairy <laughs> as in the freaking boat that we talked about in, like, the nerve episode. Yeah, like, I was going to say long, nerve, Like, yeah. the, the, what is it, the Long Island fairy that we're talking or about? Or Staten Island or Long the Island? The Staten Island fairy, yeah. So yeah, I was yeah. like, Jill, we're so stupid. Like, obviously, this is this is the answer, and it's right in front of our faces. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so appreciate that pun, guys. We yeah, pre- please appreciate it. it. We tried really hard for this one. Maybe a little too hard, well, but that's okay. Yeah, maybe a little too hard. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. But I, I guess with with this episode, with the reason we're kind of grouping these two, aside from the obvious, like, hey, they, these are two animated movies that were created by mm-hmm. the same studio. It's because Disney, I feel yay. like... Yay! But these are both also musicals, which we haven't really gotten into, and yeah. how that affects like a subplot, mm-hmm. to be honest. But also because by virtue of the name of this episode, they're fairy tale endings. They all have happy endings in a way that, as you've probably learned from a lot of episodes that we've talked about different ships, not a guarantee in a lot of different genres. Yeah. Right? And so I fairy tales like is kind of a rewarding one. You're exactly. safe with Disney. Although, like, I must say, and when we talk about Tangled, like, I'll explain. But I was, like, <laughs> flabbergasted that they killed Flint. And I was like, what? This can't, <laughs> what? What is this ending right here? This can't be the ending. I don't understand. Disney, why would you do this to me? And then it wasn't. Then it wasn't. But like, okay, I, I actually I take back with the whole like with Disney you're safe because Raylo <laughs> certainly wasn't safe for that me. That doesn't count. That's not Disney princesses. <laughs> That's totally Disney different. still. <laughs> and not animation. Oh, it's because Disney bought Star Wars. It's not like it didn't come from them. I know, but they still but. decided to kill him. But in any case, um, yeah. Yeah. Let's I mean, do our meat cutes because okay, I feel like we forget cutes. otherwise. Oh my gosh. Again, like when we anything before I think anything before we started actually like talking about. Yeah, yeah subplots like me and you. you know I have I mean. like very vague meet cutes because I'm like I wasn't. I definitely wasn't paying attention to it when it I was agree. happening, and now mm-hmm. we can put like a term to it. But um, just really yeah. quickly for Tangled, we'll start with Tangled because like that was created first, and then wasn't yeah. Frozen like done by the same animators as Tangled and whatnot? Like they, I think it's all within the same studio. For, yeah, exactly. From what I understand. So it, it yeah. works well. It works well. Yeah. Um, and as we'll get into, like actually the sto- the premise between the two stories are so similar. Like, like having watched them yeah. back to back, you're like, that is the exact same love story, but like, just done in like a different <laughs> climate different with different characters and different, different songs. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, okay, so for Tangled, mm-hmm. I would say, I don't, 
okay, so for Disney, my family, it's another thing. Like, we just, like, whatever new Disney release came out, we're like, oh, we'll watch it. Like, we'll rent a DVD. Right. We'll watch it. So, like, I actually didn't even know that there... I didn't know the premise of Tangled. I knew it was about Rapunzel. I didn't know that there was going to be, like, a love story. I mean, mm-hmm. you can probably guess if it's Disney that there's probably going to be one yeah. in there. But, like, Safe it bet. really didn't occur to me. Like, I was just like, cool, it's about some blonde-haired girl with really long hair. You know what I mean? Like, I was just like, that's do how you, I started the film. Wait, do you know the Rapunzel lore? Like, was that a completely Of course I know the Rapunzel favorite? lore. Like, okay, I was well, like, yeah, she had really long hair. blonde girl? But I didn't realize, could she heal people in the lore? That, okay, to be fair, I have no idea. No, <laughs> no I, I only remember. knew Rumpelstiltskin, and I knew Rapunzel, and I knew that, like, she mm-hmm. had really long hair that was, like, really fine and, like, valuable, like, gold. Like, sure, so, sure. There, like, that's all I knew, and I was like, well, we'll see what Disney makes of this. Um, but no, mm-hmm. like, I ended up really liking it. Well, Flynn Rider, of course, was designed to be, like, the perfect man. Like, that was yes. kind of the whole thing. So I remember that's seeing it being detail. like, why is he so beautiful? Like, why? <laughs> Disney really went off on this one, like. <laughs> they made a really beautiful man. And then, in addition, like, I just love the story. I think it's one of the... F- I think it was, honestly, one of the first Disney, like, fairy tales that we had seen where, like, the love and trust kind of have to go through all these trials and tribulations together. Like, I, I honestly mm. can't recall one before Tangled, and, you know, people might be like, no, of course there's a bunch. But, like, for yeah, me, anyways, my energy, like, in my energy, in my memory as a child, like, I... Yeah don't remember seeing another case where it's like they're on a journey together and they have to like work together to solve things um mm-hmm. so obviously that gave me a very strong kind of like quest percy jackson you know that whole kind of my favorite trope vibes where they go together and like they become yeah. close over time so i was like this is beautiful i loved it like i really did love the, the movie but i'll get more into it as we actually dive into the details of this movie but okay. anyways jill over to you <laughs> I mean, it, you make a really good point, and I know I said this the time that we've discussed, uh, maybe it was, like, the James um, Dave Franco episode, where it was, like, I don't remember specifically my meet cute before we were, like, looking right. for projects that had subplots. I don't even remember if I saw Tangled before I saw Frozen, as weird as that sounds. Like, I, they, these movies are often, like, pitted against each other in terms of, like, which one's superior, because I think there's a lot of similarities. They didn't come out that far apart from each other, and they're in the exact same, like, animation style. Mm-hmm. They even have the same type of name when you really think about it, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's... I, I think it may have even been a scenario where I eventually started watching Frozen, which we'll get into, and then circled back to Tangled. Like, that could very well have been the case for me. But I, I think... I think that might have been what it was because I've always thought of this movie in in like the, in the shadow of Frozen. As weird as that is, like I've, oh. I have always viewed them together. Ex- I oh, haven't been able to view me. them independently. I am so sorry. Like let me just push back against that really quickly. Like <laughs> you are perhaps one of the only people I know of like our age group who thinks Frozen really? is superior to Tangled. I am not even kidding you. Like really? everyone that I speak to, like we all agree that Tangled was much better as a story and also as a love story than Frozen. Like, I am sorry. Mm. Um, you, I know you probably disagree. Like, Jill really loves Frozen, so we're not gonna... Today will yeah. not be another Battleships episode because I'm not... I know, I, I don't feel like kind fighting. of almost shaping like it was. <laughs> I was trying to... I was like, like, this is going the, the wrong direction, but, like, let me just push back. Like, Tangled, for me, is so underrated... Because it's I don't so think much it's underrated. I think people. I think it's falsely underrated. I think people are like, "Oh, Frozen was so overhyped." So like, don't forget about Tangled. But that's not even like a hot take anymore. That's like, well, what, no. like you said, a ton of people say that. So it doesn't. That's no longer also, underrated. Again, I the feel. premise of Tangled is so similar to Frozen. So Tangled walked so that Frozen could run. Like that's. All I don't I'm think saying. they're that similar. I, I, I do not think, think they're they that similar. So similar. Like, if you like, look we'll, at the subplot, 
Sure. Not the whole movie. Certainly not. Well, like the not movie. the whole movie, but like I mean, the Mm-mm. subplot itself does form part of like the skeletal frame of both movies. If you take yeah. out like Christopher Flynn, like the entire movie falls apart, and Hans, I guess, for Frozen. But like, there is like it's, way it's more whole... characters in Frozen. I mean, there's like Elsa. So obviously, Frozen has like that sister. And Hans, like, there's way and Sven and Olaf and Sven. There's like way more okay, characters well, we that have the factor in in Frozen. We have Pascal He's, like, and we have Maximus. He's a character. So like, yeah, I no, do love Maximus. Oh my He's great. goodness. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> and, and sorry. Anyway. Back to your mute cute. Back to your mute cute. Not even about this. Tangled. Honestly, Tangled I, is I, superior. That's all I'm saying. I think with Tangled. Whatever. <laughs> I think with Tangled, I... It, even if I can't think of it as separate from Frozen in my mind, because I truly think I might have watched it after Frozen, I do feel like I knew that detail about about Flynn Rider slash Eugene, like, the whole time, about them designing him in a particular way, really? which is really funny. I was certainly not plugged into this whole Flynn Rider thing when I watched it for the first time. I also I also feel like this could be interfering with my meet cute, but just the, the, the song... That they have, like, it was something about the lights. I forget the title. What is that oh song called? Oh, my gosh. At last I see the light. Jill, okay. Jill are you qualified <laughs> to speak on this movie today? <laughs> I have my I doubts. think that was very ubiquitous. Like, I knew about that. Those types of things. That And that is a very, like, iconic sequence. So, mm-hmm. especially from the shipper perspective. So, I think all of that actually oh, does beautiful. really work. I think but, every girl wants yeah. to go on a date like that. That's funny. I don't... I, the lights. That's true. I oh my gosh! I have seen that. That was in one. That was in the To All the Boys movie, and that was also lanterns were also in Shang Chi. So we've seen lanterns in a few different things. It's such a magical like that. I think Mm -hmm. a lot of girls around our age like watch that scene, and we were like, (laughs) we want like this is just like peak romance. Like every time I see lanterns, I'm like tangled. Like it's just automatically associated with tangled. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Fair. I do really like. Not to even just jump ahead, I really like in the movie the visual of not not the actual like the actual scene's gorgeous, but the visual of her painting of like the little the, the girl with the hair, which is obviously her, duh, and then the way the like that vertical image that she's painted mm-hmm. of the lanterns. I was like, that's so simplistic, but it's so pretty. Like I had just something about it. Oh, I, I was noticing it. it when All I was watching the songs it. And I was Tangled like, are great, and I, I really love like that. I just really I, it's a great se- like the intro sequence is great. Um, but yeah. Anyways, okay, shall we? Okay, let's get into Tangled, yeah. Yeah, let's, let's, do it. let's go into Tangled now. Uh, so, I think it's interesting that they start with Flynn Rider's narrative, where he's literally say, like, love this is the story of how I died. And I'm like, what is this sad story? And so I think, like, already that opening was so unconventional mm-hmm. um, for That's a Disney fair. movie. Um, I guess they warned you from the get-go that he dies. I was going to say, I think you, you quickly could be surprised. forget about that as you go yeah. along. Um, yeah. Because I guess it's almost like a heads up to be like, hey, we're not like another. It's, this is not another Rapunzel. Yeah, not a basic you know, retelling. Like this is something, yeah, absolutely. This is something fresh. This is something new. And so I think already from the beginning, they've kind of set up the audience to care about Flynn Rider in a way, because you're kind of like, well, yeah. I don't want you to die. And it's also kind of sad that like you're our narrator, but you die kind of thing. So there's always there's <laughs> yeah. already a, a sort of affinity that they've created towards Flynn Rider. Mm-hmm, um, and of course, mm-hmm. he's the one that narrates. Rapunzel, her birth, and like how she was yeah, stolen. Yeah, the whole saga. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the whole saga. Um, and so, like, you're really curious as to you know who this Flynn Rider is. Like, he's such an important part of this entire narrative, despite not actually having any role in the narrative at all with Rapunzel's story. Um, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, that's that's say? something that I really like about this movie, and I, I it was I was reminded of it on rewatch. Was just the I'm always appreciating these types of things, like. 
the clever way in which the stories intersect. Because like, mm-hmm. he's not originally part of the fairy tale, literally speaking, mm-hmm. as far as yeah. I know, actually. I could be super off on that. I don't think so. I really don't. Um, I don't imagine. I don't remember a but, rider. I don't, I don't remember any. Work. Oh, no, that's not true. He, there is a male interest. There is. And then remember. he dies in the end because, like, there's a, there's a few variations of Rapunzel. But, like, isn't there one where, like... He gets his eyes clawed out or something. I swear what? there is... Is this one of the grim I ones? I swear. Yeah, it's one of the grim ones. Okay. I, I wouldn't I know. Because, like, Rapunzel... <laughs> I think she is living with a mother who's a witch or something. Or maybe it's yeah. Rumpelstiltskin. Someone is possessive over her. And then he ends up... Like, the prince climbs up the tower. He gets killed. Or, like, his eyes get clawed out. So it's oh, actually such a grisly That actually sounds ending. really familiar. The claw... The eyes thing. Now that you yeah. I'm like... Where have I read it's that? It's a really grisly ending. So I guess maybe that is tracking with the original. But, I mean, like, hopefully, like, I mean, I, that didn't happen in this one, which is great, because that's too what grisly a, for a, a Disney tale. Um, no, no, no. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I, I just, I just like the the way that you start the movie, like you said, you start it from his retelling, so to speak, mm-hmm. his perspective, and then you're like, wait, who is this guy? Like, why, yeah. how who does are this you, all factor in? <laughs> yeah, like, why are you telling this? Why are you narrating here? Yeah. And then they, of course, quickly enough bring him in, and they also, like, endear you to his character mm-hmm. quite quickly. I've always loved the whole thing. of like, they just can't get my nose right. Like, that's just such a funny he's thing. So... Such a ridiculous storyline. No, it's, it's funny, because he's, he's, he's the comedic relief, but he's also, like, as you said, really endearing because I think Rapunzel yeah. is set up to be, like, the perfect girl. And in many ways, you know, like, she a wakes up at 7 a.m., cleans the house. She's, like... That's your criteria no, for but she's perfect. Like, <laughs> and she's, like, gorgeous. And she's just, like, perfect. Like, that's... And she's, All like, the Disney good girl because, like, she's lived in a castle. Sure, literally she's very obedient. Literally a ivory tower yeah. her whole life. Yeah. And so she's mm-hmm. not exactly super relatable, I think, to the audience because of the way that her character is first depicted. So Flynn Rider yeah. becomes the one where you're more like, oh, he's like more normal. And, you know, obviously he's a thief and stuff, but he's got a sense of humor. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he's out in the real world doing real things. And so, as you said, like you quickly um, come to like Flynn Rider's character, despite the fact that he is painted out to be like a sketchy con man yeah. at the beginning. Yeah, right off the um, bat. But yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And then... We kind of fast forward because, like, obviously there's a whole thing about her and the lights and she wants to see the lights, blah, 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 blah. blah. And then he ends plot. up, yeah, and then he, like, ends up stealing the tiara and then, like, you know, yeah. they're running off. And then he ends up at her castle. And I think that's exactly. kind of, like, where, like, the, their two worlds really meet. Because up to that point, they actually don't know each other, minus the fact the that, ironically enough, he yet. stole her tiara. And somehow yeah, the tiara yeah, exactly. ends back up in her castle after all these years. <laughs> um, what I will say, though is mm-hmm. it's clear from their first interactions with each other that they're, like, immediately attracted to each other. I don't know if you've noticed, but, like, you know... Oh, yeah, like, yeah, the first like, spying of him, she's like... Yeah, I know, like, yeah. when she flips his hair over to see his face, and then she's yes, just, like... Yes, good. And she just, like, takes a breath, and you're like, yeah, I get it. Like, I would, she's too. she's scared, but then she's also, like, oh, intrigued. And, she, and she's like, what? Like, also, like, what yeah. are the chances that the one man that she sees, <laughs> she has ever seen in her entire yeah, life... Yeah, I know, I was just gonna is say. Flynn perfect writer or he's just like oh my gosh she's just gorgeous like oh my gosh like literally Disney really outdid themselves with their characters I think we need to be we should we should clarify that we're going to be calling him Flynn for the majority of this recording because I feel like he goes by that a good chunk of the movie it's a very endearing like I mean actually he's called Eugene for a large chunk of it after he reveals his name less than half I feel like it's less than half I could be wrong on that but I feel like Obviously, that's how he's introduced, is by the fake name. But this is kind of the same problem that we had with Nerve, right? (laughs) Where it's like, which character name are we calling them? That's like the the issue, right? Exactly. But I think think with him, one of the things that I really... One of the things that I really like about his reveal of his name, and we'll kind of get into that later, is that 
you, you get to have an opportunity to know him one way and then as you and Rapunzel, he was the audience and then Rapunzel learn his actual name, you feel like you're being like let in. And so it's a good mm-hmm. moment as a viewer and it's also a really nice moment as, you know, watch a viewer of the story, but a viewer of the subplot as well. And you're like, so what I've always said, I love when characters use different names for each other because it always indicates like a step forward. And that's just, oh, I, I always like aspire to do stuff like that in the st- what I write because it's just, oh, I love it. It's so yeah, fun. Yeah, no, it's so true. It's really true. Well, I think, um, you know, we're going to s- s- go past the whole like Flynn and Rapunzel agreeing to work together. Like I'll fast forward this a little bit, but I think you're right. Like I think mm-hmm. at the point where they're trapped in like the cave and they're like about to yes, drown and die, say, like <laughs> they kind of share their deepest secrets with each other yeah. at that point. And, yeah. it, and it's, you see that there's a little bit of like resistance at first because yeah. when they're working, walking through the tunnels, when they're like trying to go away from like the guards and whatnot, you know, Flynn's yeah. like, don't ask about me. I don't want to talk about my sad story and whatnot. And then Rapunzel's also right. kind of like, well, don't ask about my hair. Don't ask about my mom. Don't ask about any of this stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But when they're about to die, like, their near-death experience, they're like, okay, like, I think I just want someone else out there to, like, know my yeah. secret. And as it turns yeah. out, it's you, because, like, we're both trapped in this cage, not this cage, yeah. this cave together. Um, mm-hmm. And, yeah, and he's like, yeah, like, my real name's actually Eugene. Um, I don't, is that, is it at that point onwards that Rapunzel calls him Eugene? I, I, I feel like. I'm trying to remember. I think she certainly does throughout other, like, action moments throughout the movie, but... I don't know if that's, I, like, officially honestly, when she keeps calling it. It might be. I think it is, because, like, they have so. that campfire scene afterwards, which is, I mean, that you should like that. Which that's, like, heals. a chill scene right there. Like, yeah. them talking about a sad story, blah, blah, blah. And, obviously, yeah. she reveals to him that her hair is, like, you know, magical and his healing magical properties. Magical, like, glows. Well, in okay, the cave the thing itself. That I, I wouldn't say, the cave scene in general was one that I genuinely forgot about. Watching it as, as prep <sighs> for this episode, I was like... My favorite moment. Like, immediately no. I was like, oh, I love it. <laughs> the entire flight from the Ugly Duckling is one of my favorite scenes in that movie. And the reason why is because up to that point, you know, like, they really kind of didn't like each other. They were just mm-hmm. kind of put together because of the circumstances. He wanted the, the tiara back. She yeah. wanted to see the lights. And, you know, he takes it to ugly, ugly Duckling and hopes to, like, you know, basically scare her off so that she doesn't feel right. like she can continue the journey kind of thing. Um mm-hmm. But it's really after that point when they're running away that they're like, no, like we actually have to band together and like we have to, we have people ready who we both have kind of these like pasts that we don't really want to relive, but like we have right. to like work together to like get away from that. And so mm-hmm. their whole like running away from like the horses and the guards and uh, Rapunzel using her hair to like get Eugene and like the whole thing, I was like, this is great. Like this is the first time that they've actually worked together. Um, yeah. And then they have that intense moment, that near-death experience in the cave afterwards. And I think I know like, you love that stuff. That whole sequence was just so great for me because I was like, oh, like drama. <laughs> <laughs> but see, this is when this is the thing. It segues. I feel like it's a weird moment that's seg- like weird in the sense that it doesn't usually happen this way. That we get like a you moment and a me moment, kind of like bring coming together. Like there is all this excitement, all this action, all this near-death type of stuff. Like you said, the f- true oh, shared so trauma. Great. But then immediately after, then you get like a nice little quiet chill moment, which is just I like know. I love that. Well, their pacing, oh. their pacing is so good in Tangled. Yeah. They really did a, such a good job with On the, build of the that. storyline yeah. and building the plot. And you mm-hmm. know, I, again, this is what I've said to you earlier. I do think Tangled. It, we cheat a bit, a bit on Tangled because it's not a romantic subplot. It's actually the main plot. I mean, it, it is a subplot yeah. in the sense that, like, you know, they're on a journey. Their ultimate goals are to get the crown yeah. and to see the lights yeah, but good. Mm-hmm. their relationship to each other 
is more than just a subplot. It really does carry the plot forward. Um, when they start, you know, making sacrifices for each other, when yeah. Mother, Mother Gothel shows up and is like, this is the crown. Obviously, this is why he wants to to take you yeah. to the palace. And then now yeah. she's like hiding really it from like him. You. Like, it just obviously, yeah, she, he doesn't really like you. It's so funny that after the campfire scene is when, like, Rapunzel's like, I think he likes me. And yeah, I, know. I was like, so wow, cute. these feelings are developing quickly. But also, like, it's just so well done. Like, you can really see how you they're, like, starting it. to like, like each other more and more. And they have, yeah. like, they have really good moments of just silence. Like, I know this is an, an this is an animated film and everything, but, like, they just have these really good moments where, like, they pause and, like, one character's looking at the other, just kind of, like, flabbergasted or stunned, other. and they just yeah. don't really know how to answer or how to act, and then they're like, oh, okay, like, I'm gonna try and do another other things and, like, you know, yeah. move away well, from this moment, but, yeah. It's the thing that I like about, even if this is kind of, like, cheating, it's more of a main plot. I mean, it's literally a main plot in the sense that they say, which is a really great moment, near the end of the movie, they're like, you were my new dream, and it's like, oh, you were mine, whereas I know, their I previous know, I know. dreams drove the plot, which is to see the lights and to get the crown. Like, sure. So, like, literally, it becomes the new plot, but it also, there, I'll freaking take it, because it gives us an opportunity <laughs> to spend a lot of time with them, which is always a complaint in other subplots because you're like I just wanted more scenes with them and it's also one that it's very clearly and it's very intentionally building towards a romantic resolution mm-hmm. and you obviously can appreciate that even more on like subsequent rewatches which is why these Disney ones are really rewatchable because you're like okay you can you can track the progression you kind of look okay when do the feelings start to change or when are they actually going to start admitting it like what's happening yeah. here like love that it's not you're not going crazy you know that it's it, it's intentionally like being layered throughout the story as it moves forward oh yeah so no, exactly. i'll take it because there's more time with them so i will allow it no case. definitely like they did such a good job in this movie really building kind of that relationship like with between rapunzel and flynn and, yeah. and we can really like you, see those emotions change from you yeah. know the near death of the cave to like a vulnerable moment where flynn shares his backstory at the campfire and then yeah. they basically had a first date at the palace can we just like talk about that too <laughs> oh yeah oh my god okay that's my other favorite moment i forgot about this too i know i knew you were gonna sequence. prompt me i i was like i'm not as familiar with tangled as frozen as you can you guys can probably guess but i was like <laughs> i know christina's gonna prompt me about stuff and that was one okay fruit the moment where she gets her hair in a really pretty braid and he's oh, like looking at her and then the horse like maximus is like Mm-hmm. He's like raising mm-hmm. his eyebrows. Oh, I know, oh, I know. They even put in those that. tropes where it's like your friends around you are like, yes. uh huh, yeah, like, yeah. we know yeah. you freely in the fields kind of thing. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, I, they literally have moment. a full first date there. Like, they were up since cute. who knows what time in the morning, like 7 a.m., because yeah, that's the time Rapunzel usually gets up. And, like, they're, <laughs> yeah. at the, they're at the palace until, like, the end of the day when the lanterns, lanterns are being released. Yeah. And so That's I was point. like, wow, yeah, it really is a day. what a yeah. lovely wow. first date. And also what a very long first date. Um, and like the there's like, the dancing yeah. scene where they dance mm-hmm. together. But then there's it's also just cute. like a whole montage of the things that they do when they're at the palace. In you know, town. She gets yeah. her hair braided. They buy food. They have cupcakes. They're in the library reading books. And I'm like, I don't understand how you managed to do all this in a day. Like, that's really extensive. To, like, I don't understand how they did it. And <laughs> also how he avoided de- detection the entire time. Like, How did she avoid detection? That's my point. I I'm know. like, they even, she looks exactly like this, like, mosaic baby face. And I know. <laughs> one, no one wonders. I know. No, no one, one wonders. Really, this girl with, like, a lot of hair. And like, beautiful I, green eyes. Like, hello. Just, like, this beautiful young lady who just entered yeah. to this palace with the... With looks like, like the, right the, age. the king's horse, like one of their their guards' yeah, horses, true. like and yeah. how did none of the guards see Max Maximus? <laughs> like, 
I, it's okay. Too plotty. Too plotty. I'm sorry. It's just, yeah, the whole thing, I was like, oh, you know, whatever. But it is it is a beautiful mm-hmm. sequence. And, like, the, the dancing yeah. in the town square is just so great and how they kind of end up together. Like, you know, how they're trying yeah. to dance and then they're like, oh, look, let's dance together. But then they, like, end up, finally they're able to <sighs> dance together, but the song ends and they're like, oh, okay, like, another time. Ugh. <laughs> Ah, they really put in all the tropes. They really did. Like, they didn't know what they were doing. And I feel like that's also why I will always appreciate these stories, even, like, regardless of what age you are when you first see them versus, like, now when we revisit them, like, half our lifetime later, basically. You you appreciate them because it's, like, those tropes don't feel out of place here. And Mm -hmm. you also don't feel like you're reaching to, like, insert a trope or, like, perceive a scene as being, like, a tropey moment. You're Mm -hmm. like, no, no, no. That was intentional. They're leaning fully into it, and you're like, and I'm eating it up. Like, it's yeah, so and I'm taking it. Good. I'll, I'll take it. Yeah. And of course, I'll they have like that, yeah. that boat scene after, which is again kind of ingrained in like teenage girl <sighs> pre-tween, I guess. I was a pre-tween at that time, like yeah, in my yeah. brain, as just being so romantic. And again, I, I mean, that's swear for people in our generation. Little like, I will say. It is, the but it's on, like, a little boat mermaid of night. our generation. Yeah, yeah, like cha la 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 kiss the girl, yeah, whatever yeah, 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 it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not going to sing it, but like, kiss the girl. Speaking I think about of, you're right. Little Mermaid comes out somewhat soon. That just reminded me. I'm very there excited. There we go. There we go. The remake. Yeah, but anyway, like, it, you're right. It is very Little Mermaid y. But the song they sing is Same great. Vibes. And what's yes. more important is if you watch the lyrics, right? Yeah. She's like, now all at once everything feels different when she sees all the lanterns yeah. now that i see you and then she looks over and she sees <laughs> flynn and you're like yeah. wow like he's her new dream because like you know he provides her with that stage piece of wisdom beforehand and she yes. when she reveals to him like i'm actually terrified like what That's if this is not what it what everything i wanted it to be yeah and it's just so vulnerable of her to like yeah. voice that thought and then he's very honest accepts it too and and tries mm-hmm. to give her good advice so that's yeah. beautiful. But yeah, when she like realizes it is everything that she wants it to be, she turns over and she sees Flynn. And you can tell yeah. that the switch flips because she decides at that point, like, I'm going to give you the crown. I'm going to give you the tiara because, like, I'm going to put myself out there and I'm going to trust that you're not yes. going to take advantage of this, of yeah. me, of the situation. Um, yeah. And that what we have is actually, like, a real relationship that's growing instead of you yeah. like, turning away and running with the crown. Um, mm-hmm. Now, of course, it would be really kind of difficult for him at that point to run away because they're literally in the middle of, <laughs> like... in a boat. Just jump into the water. Like, a, a, the lake. And so, like, good luck yeah. trying to get away. But, like, uh-huh. again, it's Even a, it's a shift. To. It's a shift in their in their dynamic. And mm-hmm. she trusts him. And then he also, like, puts the crown away. And he's like, I'm beginning to understand now. Oh, like, Yes! Yeah, he, like... Oh. The way he, like, pushes the satchel away, I'm like, oh. Oh! And then they almost oh. kiss. And you're like, oh! And then he's got a... But then he... I also just... This is the, we'll get into this a bit in Frozen, but this is the thing that Tangle definitely wins out in my mind is that they get a duet, like they get oh, they a do big get a duet, duet Christoph, moment in this can movie. Can Kristoff sing? That's my real question. It, it's Jonathan Groff. He can sing. We will what get into this. What a waste of an opportunity for him. I know not this is a well-known thing the amongst the fandom. One. I know, I know, but I just that I really appreciate again also helps being a Disney movie, being a musical, being a fairy tale story. All of those factors together means that like. It doesn't feel overblown to have like a big romantic duet in a high like a crux of and the movie. And a beautiful like, duet at that too. And it's so it's lovely. A yeah. Beautiful song. <sighs> oh, and they climax to them like almost kissing, and then it's like a yeah. tease because then there's that whole betrayal scene where he like runs or, away. Or like it seems like a betrayal, yeah, but like she perceives scene, it which as again, such. Very sad. To like what I was saying earlier, where this is actually not a subplot. This is actually a main plot. Like the betrayal, yes, yeah. the feelings, all that stuff. It's a good point. Um, yeah. Yeah, and then we move on from there, and then she ends up back in her tower. Very sad. Because yes. her mom um, tricks her. Yeah. Yeah. 
But then Flynn's like, I need to escape. Like, he didn't even care yeah. that he was being hanged because, like, you really can't do much at that point. But then when he, like, heard that Rapunzel's, like, mother had come back to get her, he was like, I have to get to Rapunzel. Like, she's in trouble. Yeah. So he's, like, fighting yeah. for not his life, but Rapunzel's life to get out of yeah. prison. Oh, mm-hmm. my gosh. Oh, my gosh. And then he, like, tries like, to rescue her like a damsel in distress. Ah! Like, I- I'm not... I... I don't really like the Little Mermaid's ending because it's very much damsel in distressy and like Prince mm-hmm. Eric is the it, one who saves the it day. It was in eighty nine to be fair, or eighty eight. It, right. It's it's from a while ago. To so be fair. for a moment entangled, that's what it kind of looked like it was. Mm. You know, the, the man's literally on a white stallion rushing to like a tower yeah, to save a princess. A okay, like at first I was kind of like, really, this is how it's gonna end? Like we're gonna have this yeah. very classic traditional ending mm-hmm. where like the the guy saves the girl. Um, yeah. But no, like, it, it takes a turn, and, like, he's stabbed. Okay, so this is the part where, like, after that point where onwards, I was like, what, Disney? What exactly yeah, are you when they doing here? Like, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, but, you know, Did you believe course. it? Like, because, hmm? again, I don't remember, I don't remember enough about the first time oh, I, I saw this it. movie. Oh, I 100% you believe it. fully believe it? I was like, wow, really? we're going to kill him. Well, I mean, wow. you did say this is the story of how I die, and I was like, wow, he's dead now. <laughs> He'd be dead. Like, that's it. Goodbye. He'd be dead. But, like, obviously, I, I loved... I, I even loved the whole kind of, like, desperate interchange between Rapunzel, mm-hmm. her mother, and Flynn, where she's like, you know, I'll I'll come and live with you forever, mother, if you just let me heal him. And, yeah, okay. That like, shows a it's lot. Such oh, a it's such cool. a sacrifice on both her and Flynn's part because she's willing yeah. to sacrifice her liberty for his life, and at the same time, mm-hmm. he's willing to sacrifice his life for her liberty. And it's just like... Yes. You know, this is why I like the adversity trope where I'm like, this is it. That's like, fair. this is... The it's point the where they show their true colors, where they show yeah. that, like, I care about you more than I care about myself in this situation, and I'm oh. willing to, like, sacrifice myself for you. Um, yeah. It was so beautiful. I was like, it's, I mean, I was sad that Flynn was going to die, but I, I, I also at the same time, I was like, Disney, you got it. You hit it. Like, you you hit that. Yeah. You hit that note. It was, it's just so well done. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah. I, I, this is the thing where I'm like, I'll give Disney a pass because it is a little ridiculous and like mm, classic, easy, like storytelling cop out of like, hey, the big sacrifice is made. Like he, he does the cool moment of he's oh, the way he, he like, her hair. he like cuts her oh, hair off, which is such, gosh, a, when that such a cool happened, moment. My heart just dropped. I was like, no, he's really going yeah. to die now. <laughs> yeah. But then, but then the fact that like her tears like heal him, I'm like, that's kind of bullshit. I'm not going to lie. Well, on, you like, know, a she does level, have the, the power of the flower within her. It really can't just be her hair. The power of the flower. It That's what ridiculous. my mom said. Like, when she was dead, my mom was like, there is absolutely no way that she can't heal him. Like, what, just comes out of her head? Like, that's the... like Christina's She's mom, bound to have in. power within her body coursing through her veins, it's too. interesting theory. Also, like, the whole okay. flower scene reminded me a lot of Beauty and the Beast because... Sorry, mm. this is very Beauty and the Beast-like because the Beast gets stabbed on the, in the side by a dagger she by Gus. stabbed? I do not yeah, remember this. <laughs> he does. He gets jabbed on the Fair side enough. because he's like saving Belle, and then he's like, "Oh, because mm. like, what is it? Gaston stabs him in the side, and then he dies, and then she like holds his dead body and is like crying over him. But of course, in that case, you know, she she confesses her love for him at that point, um, mm-hmm. and they, there's that light and shining, blah blah blah, and then he becomes a human. There's a lot of sure, debate sure. on TikTok as to whether he's a better looking human than he is a beast. Oh I, it's so funny. Wrong it's so funny. Death. We're not gonna go we're not gonna go into that, but people were like, Oh <laughs> when he turned into a human, they're like, Oh, what is this? Anyway, sorry. Oh my god. that point. So funny. Same thing <laughs> we see that parallel in Entangled too. Like, you sure. know, the the male character is dead, the female character mm-hmm. is crying over his dead body, but then like by some magic he's revived, and I guess in this case, like Rapunzel revives him with her tears. Um, yes. now we're gonna fast forward like his healing blah blah blah. When she realizes that he's alive again and like 
you know, hugs him closely and starts crying. I literally almost started crying when I was watching that for the <laughs> I I kid you not, Jill. Like I was uh-huh. about I mean, to start bawling. I was about to start bawling. Out it of was like so relief or out of relief. Yeah, it was such okay. a Honestly, Jill, I thought he was dead. Again, I was flabbergasted. <laughs> you can't emphasize this enough. <laughs> to be like, how could Disney, why is Disney doing this to me? I'm thirteen. I don't know what's happening. Like why would he why would well, they stomp on my heart? See this is the this is what I was gonna say about like I'll give Disney a pass because like Again, a little bit, even though your mom's logic, I think, is sound, it's still definitely a storywriting copo. Right. <laughs> no, she's right. But it's a storytelling copo, for sure. You'd argue that it could undermine the sacrifices that were made, blah, blah, blah. But I will fully allow it because it's Disney and because I like him enough and I like them enough that I want them to be happy together. So, of oh course, I want him to live. I know. So, of There's course, so... I do. Also, that kiss scene that came after. Very so nice. Mm-hmm. I have to say. Very sweet. And we will exp- I will explain this when we get to Frozen. The sure. Tangled Kiss scene is, is wins out for sure. And it's honestly one of, like, the best first kisses I've seen in general because of just how emotional that moment before was and how much they've been building up to that because, um, yeah. you know, like, they had almost kissed on the boat. They almost kiss when he's like, when she's trying to heal him and he, like, leans closer but then cuts her hair. And I was like, wow, what? It's, it, <laughs> yeah, they, teased was... it, they teased it quite a, a few times. times. Yeah. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. And then she, like, takes the opportunity to kiss him. And I'm like, that is wonderful like it was just so well it was earned i think it was like really well earned for the viewers like we had waited so long for that i agree it's Um, the classic at the end of the movie kiss which is again i will always be happy to see it was so great (sighs) good stuff um Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. again i have beef with frozen um on how we'll get into on how they executed their first kiss but um, don't show your hand i will say that definitely yes it was emotional roller coaster at the end of tangled that's why i keep going back to it because i just like the ending was just so it was so much. It was a lot to process, I think. But it, I, I don't know. It was great. Yeah. Well, that's you make a good point though. Of like an ending is well done. It really, especially I think in the context of a romantic subplot or just like a ship or characters that you're shipping in general. If there's any level of a satisfying ending, I am like so oh, far, so like so much more likely to revisit. But I'm just I'm so much more likely to revisit something like not just like in the context of this movie, just in general. Like that's why I think again of our um, of our ships, the ones that are buried treasure, where it's like they all have like a first kiss within one movie. They all like does come to a point where you you resolve it you're like okay so you know that this is building to something and you've got like the confirmation and and, like a satisfying romantic conclusion for them oh yes and so when the ball gets dropped in other stories you're like oh man like you can still really really (laughs) like what was the build or like what you perceived as a viewer Mm -hmm. to be a build between two characters but if there's no resolution then you're kind of literally left hanging and you're like no it's true this is where so where I turn to fan fiction, I know you don't, but it's like <sighs> I could not. The lack of resolution is is so frustrating. So I always like to shout it out when they actually do it well. Which again, it's Disney, so I'm I'm glad that they do, but I'm not surprised. But it's still just like it can be done, you know? I it can be done. I honestly think the ending of Tangled was what sold the film for me. I think if they didn't have that ending, I wouldn't That's rewatch fair. it. Like the music was great. I love this music. Um, it was cute. It was bubbly. Yeah. You know the the villain. I really think about it now. I'm like, you know, her mother. She's wasn't decent. really that villainous because like she just wanted to be young. She didn't even like she wasn't even evil. I mean, yeah, she like kept She was like kidnapping her. her. She kept, kept her protective. powers from the world, but at the same she time like I was her. like but I was like what was she doing? She just wanted to be young. She didn't she didn't go out in the world and like wreak havoc. Entirely she just wanted selfish to, motivations. I know she and lied, lied to her, be immortal. her whole life. Like, she kept She, she lied kept, to her whole life. <laughs> I know, I know, but she like kept what relationship the, was that? She wanted to steal her so that she could remain immortal. Like that was 
her main okay. thing. But she didn't really do much with her immortality. I'm just gonna say, like, she really it doesn't matter. wasn't even villainous in that sense. Even if it's not like widespread evil, she's still evil. <laughs> I still, I, I get it. It's still bad because she wanted to like keep the whole like Rapunzel's magic from the kingdom, which could have mm-hmm. saved a lot, a lot of people. But anyway, she kept her family, her away from her family this whole time. Yes, yes, I know. Kidnapping is bad. Don't do it, people. But, like, in general, I'm like, you know, she wasn't that evil. Like, she, like, whatever. She was just a villain. Um, But, so that's why I'm saying it was the ending that sold it for me because up to that point, I was kind of like, okay, it's just a story like any other, really. Yeah, we're fair to like any other. It wasn't anything, like, very compelling about it necessarily up until the ending with, like, kind of how the two characters end up together. Like, I think that was the really the glue that kept me, um... Fair, kind of yeah. attached to the movie um yeah so it was such a beautiful ending again almost cried and i still <laughs> almost cry every time that i watch it and also like Aww. just the way she hugs eugene i'm like that looks just like that just looks so like satisfying to just watch her like she, she's so small she's such a small person that like, like a petite little character the way that yeah. they hug i'm like mm-hmm. that feels like that just looks like the most comfortable thing ever but anyway Aww. sorry like i digress I, I- I also really like I just remember this at the ending there when he does come back he's like did I ever tell you you've got like a thing for brunettes and I was like such a perfect Eugene line like it's just fits like, and that's just also that, just well write- so good great. writing like ugh and, yeah. and the narration at the end where he's like after my years and years of begging I finally said yes and, and then yeah, she, she chimes in I know they're so funny and, and, like, and oh, yeah, I asked he's, her. Eugene's just great like again he's fan, a good lead fangirl over him enough I guess like obviously he's mm-hmm. like perfect um, yeah he's a little morally great but like that's what we like morally great characters of course like men who are like kind of like good not neither good nor bad but becomes like a good person at the end kind of thing yeah um, heart of gold so you know the whole him. thing yeah. Disney kind of hit, hit the sweet spot there um, yes yeah. but yeah no it was good also that ending sorry with her hair turning brown and like becoming really mm-hmm. short uh, for those listeners out there who have seen Hell's Moving Castle, the movie, not read the book, the book is not as great as the movie. It's actually a very similar ending because, oh, you know. okay. Yeah, and, I, you know, we might actually do an episode on this later. Yeah, in um, the future, yeah. Like, Studio Ghibli films. But, like, yeah, like, mm-hmm. he is unconscious at the end because, like, his heart got ripped out. It's a whole thing. Oh. And then the main <laughs> character, like, she me. puts her heart, his heart back in, magically, of course. This is not, like, gross sure. or anything. And then he, like, wakes up and he was like, oh, your hair is, like, sparkling like the the starlight or something because her is like gray it's like actually like just gray because that's the sacrifice yeah. she made and then she like tackles him and hugs him and I'm assuming they kiss but the camera cuts away but like again very similar ending where you think that he's dead but he's actually not dead uh-huh. and then like the female character is the one who like saves them but and also short hair and they yeah. make a comment about their hair it's it's very similar it's very similar but like there's a reason why I like House of Castle there's a reason why Fair. I like Tangled because yeah. of the endings. I Okay. I um, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Okay. All right. So the, now it's time to talk about what type of ship yes. are we talking about? I have... I don't I don't know about this one. I actually don't there, have... Yeah, because they're, they're one that, like... It, as weird as it sounds, like, it feels like they're a ship that's, like, being built as you go. As weird as that Aww. sounds. Like, I... I kind of view it as they certainly, like, there was no understanding that they were going to be a pair on either of their perspectives, put it mm-hmm. that way. Like, you mentioned, like, sure, they noticed each other at the beginning, but their goals were not in alignment at all. But they start to yeah. realize as they're, like, building their separate ships. As I said, this, okay, I'm picturing this. They're basically, like, they're, like, working in some area where they're, like, put, laying down planks on, like, two different areas. And they can't see that as they're both working, they're actually, like, together <gasps> farming a boat. Oh, my god! And I was, like, like even That's just a so simple cute. little, like, rowboat, I like, what they're it. in. 
in the in the lantern scene. But that's that's kind of like how I view it is that oh they gosh, only later it. on do they realize that their stories are kind of converging in that way. And they're like I said, their dream are, is the same and oh, oh my and gosh, Jill. okay, I love it, I love it, I love that. Okay. So yeah, it's a ship under construction where yeah. they're like starting from opposite ends and they don't realize that they're building towards the same ship. Yes. But then they yeah. end up meeting in the middle. Oh, Jill, that's beautiful. I love it. <sighs> Thank you. Just came to me. So, I'm really so well done. <laughs> <laughs> this is the first time for me. <laughs> be proud, Jill. Be proud. Okay. I'm going to cherish this. Now, oh, on that God. note, let's, let's, let's move on to Frozen then. And okay. first, may I just say that the reason yes. why I keep saying that the premise is so similar is because sure. let me just list out the reasons here. Okay, we have let's get into them. a male and a female. And for Frozen, we're going to talk about Kristoff. Like, Hans obviously is there, but when I say yeah, male, the focus I mean Kristoff. Kristoff and Anna. Right. Let's be clear. And they, are, yes. they come together at first. They're strangers, and they don't really, like, feel much for each other. They're just put yeah. together by circumstance. Like, Anna was like, yes. oh, my gosh. You know the mountains. You can get me yeah, to my sister. And same yeah. with, like, same with, you know, Tangled. And both of them are, like, the, the females are, are princesses. They don't actually know the lay of the land. They're like, I've been living in yes. a castle. Literally both shunned. of them have, yeah, have, been li- have been shut out and, like, shut in, in a castle. Yeah. And they don't mm-hmm. know the outside world. And they're like, I need a, a wayfinder. They end up yeah. finding the male protagonist. And yes. they're like, you know you know the outside world you're practical you should you have to lead me but in both cases the female characters are actually very touchy-feely but they're also very intuitive like you know they have Mm -hmm. never experienced this outside world before but they are very quick on their feet and they can they can work out problems on their own they aren't dependent on a male character um and so they put together both of them both of these pairs they're on a journey each of whom are just trying to like get something out of it they don't actually they're not going for the other person so for yeah, Flynn, the goal is the not a, it's not for yeah. the person yeah Rapunzel it's for wants some to see the separate lights. thing Anna's yeah. trying to get to her sister Kristoff is concerned because yeah. his ice business is going out yeah. of business and so like they're all <laughs> yeah. just trying to like so they're trying to solve a similar problem but not necessarily sure. for the benefit of the other and yeah. throughout that process where they kind of go through a bunch of you know hurdles and whatnot they fall in love yeah. over time mm-hmm. um yes. and they don't really realize it until the end this is why I'm saying the the subplot, at least the romantic subplots, are almost identical to each other. Um, I, I I give you that. My comment is always just that this there's one of them is a main plot and one of them is a subplot. Yeah, and the reason I know. Frozen there's has no more Elsa. to it. It's because there's a lot going on that's also I think really well handled. That's why Frozen wins in my mind. But anyway, let's get into our meet cutes. I'll well, let you go I, first because I, I, I take actually a, can have Can I take one. a hot take on on Frozen? Alex, no, this do one your meet cute my... first. Okay, I was like, I'll exchange it for my, my meet cute because my meet cute is so boring. Like, I just watched it, you know? Like, okay, okay that's not true. I watched it because, <laughs> Jill, everyone in my high school, and I mean yes. everyone, started singing yeah. Frozen songs during yes, recess, yeah. in between this came classes, out in high school. Yeah. in my classes. 100%. Like, people were singing Love is an Open Door and, like, <laughs> Let It Go. And for the first yeah. time in forever, it was insane, Jill. There was just everywhere I went, there was Frozen yeah. music playing. And so I was like, mm-hmm. okay, like, I'll go watch it because it seems like yeah. everyone's obsessed with it. I should go watch it, too. And I remember yeah. watching it and, like, being, like, relatively okay about the storyline. I sure. also didn't feel that much about it. And my hot take is that I don't actually care too much about Elsa. Like, I really don't care about oh, her Oh, interesting much at hot all. take. Oh, so, I like, her whole, okay. her whole relationship with Anna, I was, like, I don't know if Elsa earns Anna's love because she's literally kind of been, she's non-existent in, like, a large portion of Anna's life. And, like, Anna, I get, has a lot of love to give. But at the mm-hmm. same time, like, I don't know if Elsa has earned it, you know? Interesting. Um, she's just always hurting her. And I understand that, like, she's also <laughs> under 
a whole set of like secrets and whatnot but like i Mm -hmm. i was like i don't i don't really feel too strongly about elsa despite the fact that like all the little girls who have watched it want to be elsa i think that's so funny it's Um, really unfortunate for anna because this is something i've noticed over the last few years of getting back into frozen when frozen 2 mm -hmm. came out is that it's definitely anna's story and especially the first one her story i actually like her a lot better than elsa not elsa's story in a way that is like very unfortunate because like Elsa gets all the love and you're like you know it really is Anna's story like all the way through. It 100% is. The whole story is around her. I remember just relating to her a lot more even for the song for the first time in forever where she's like oh maybe I'll meet the one and stuff like I'm like this is actually something very normal that a lot of teenage girls go through right so I found her so compelling and I really liked her but I didn't Mm -hmm. like Elsa very much and so that's Mm. why like when I walked away from the film I was kind of like Eh. It wasn't and like I didn't thing, like Kristoff yeah. as much either. I, I think he was like a bit more of like brutish than like Flynn was. I mean, that's not very intentional. It's very he's, intentional. I know, it's true. I know, but he's not very as smooth. And maybe that's just like not my type. I don't understand it. But oh like, my gosh. Uh, but like again, I didn't. I didn't feel particularly good nor bad about Frozen. It was just okay. a movie, and it was mm-hmm, fine. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Yeah. So that's, that's a Miku, okay. and that's my hot take. <laughs> sure. Two and one. I, two, there you go. <laughs> so my. Funny enough, with Frozen, I actually have thought a fair amount about my meet cute, not because of the ship, but just because Frozen became like really important in my life again when the second movie came out. Mm-hmm. And so then I went back to start thinking, like, okay, wait, when did I first get introduced to this franchise? Because it's so significant to me now, like in 2019, 2020. Like, when did I like? When did I even first learn? Because I always like try to trace that stuff back. Mm-hmm. And I really think there were kind of like two independent events that happened both of I can't remember which came first that brought like frozen frozen into my consciousness one of them was watching the oscars in 2014 so frozen mm-hmm. came out november of 2013 and so i watched the oscars and i remember like let it go one but i remember thinking like i was rooting for maybe like the pharrell williams song or i think that was that same year and we were all like rooting we hadn't seen frozen at the time and, I, and everyone mm-hmm. was like frozen's gonna win and i was like what is this like what's the it was pharrell, like a given what's the pharrell williams I think song? happy I think it was that happy song. Oh my gosh. Sorry. Um, Way too overplayed. I can't. Uh, fair. But um, as some say, let it go. But I just do. I do recall <laughs> thinking. I recall thinking when when Let It Go won the Oscar. And then I think Frozen also won the Oscar for animated. Yeah. But they won they a, lot won, of film, a lot of awards. I mean, they only had two Oscars they were eligible for. But I know. But like the both. fact that they won both and they were like a Disney yeah. animated film for kids yeah, fair. was yeah, pretty pretty. News it was good. Breaking, anyways, for me. But really, what sticks out to me about this moment was just the fact that the composers like rhymed slash kind of semi sung their speech, and I was oh, like, yes, oh, "That's really I impressive." I remember. I was this, like, "That's actually. so cute." Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I was like, "That's really adorable." Actually, and they're married couple, like Kristen Anderson Lopez we'll, and Bobby Lopez. We'll link and I'm this like, to the show notes if you guys yeah, haven't really, seen it. We'll link really it to the cute show speech. notes. Yeah. But it works, and they're like Kristen Bell and Dina Menzel, and they like rhyme it all. Like it's great. Um, but that stuck out to me. I was like, oh, okay. And somewhere in this as well, I remember my my cousin, who's a lot younger than me. Like I think she's like ten years younger than me, being really into Frozen. And we were at my grandmother's house again. This was mm-hmm. at some point since Frozen came out, and mm-hmm. she was literally trying to give me the whole rundown. I had not like seen the footage. I had That's not a complicated rundown for a child. Like this plot is not it. simple. She was a fan. But it was just, it was one of those things that I'm remembering, like, I don't care, like, I'm, I'm not interested, like, what is happening type of yeah. thing. And, and oh, there Jill. was those, those two independent things that I just made me realize that this existed. And then it started mm-hmm. becoming, because Frozen was such like, a pop culture phenomenon, it started becoming, like, more in my consciousness. Like, I had a friend in high school that was saying how much she loved all the songs, and then I remember, like, wa- I think at one point I watched the movie, potentially for the first time, 
on like a soccer tournament road trip or something like or I was introducing it to a teammate for the first time but I definitely remember watching it on someone's laptop like it came into that play I I got the I got the CD at one point (laughs) I played it in my car I started saying whenever I'd take the bus I would and it was snowing out I would literally like whisper sing let it go as I was walking from the bus stop to my my house like the winter like my last semester of high school which is like in this frame this was when this movie kind of hit my consciousness and then I think I just I just enjoyed it but it really didn't like come fully like racing back until the trailer for the second movie came out which was Mm -hmm. like early 2019 so there was many years later I'd enjoyed it for sure again at that point I'd learned all the songs yada yada but it was when the, the new trailer came out and it looked like more mature it was it's the whole thing of like animated sequels growing up with their audience and mm-hmm. that was totally the case with this one I remember being very intrigued by it all and then that this movie ended up being like when it did come out in the fall of 2019 like in November it was very much linked to me completing my schooling like I had a licensing mm-hmm. exam that I wrote and I saw this movie like right before it I saw it on the day of when I like finished the exam I, I have you went, sorry, you of, went like, from jewelry. being like I don't care about this frozen story yeah. child don't tell me this p- plot line yeah. to be like <laughs> I have to watch the second one when it comes out on the dot oh, like I don't care about I the exam see. This is well, this is the thing. Like I, I saw this movie with like several different sets of friends over time. Mm-hmm. I went and even saw it in the like 4DX theater experience. Oh my goodness, where this became they a thing for you. Lights flash. This really oh became yeah. A thing. And on top, the reason I bring all of this up is because with this love of Frozen too, I went back, revisited Frozen. I rewatched like Frozen Fever and the Christmas thing, and I forget mm-hmm. the Christmas Olaf's Frozen Adventure or something like that. And then I discovered that there was a musical, like a Broadway version. Oh my gosh! Written by the same that people. It, that, that's it for you. Jill that, loves musicals. Let's just put oh, that out there. She loves fantastic. Broadway. But this uh, was kind of my intro. Funny enough. Yeah, I was going to say this was like this, was this like musical. Your, your, oh, my yeah. first Broadway love. Your gateway. Was this musical. Your, yes. <laughs> so I I love all of it because it also I think helped me appreciate the movie more especially Kristoff and Anna's dynamic because there's a lot more time with them in the musical they actually they get a song which I sent you they before do. we watched this I was you like did. they get a duet you need to watch this duet because we'll also it's... link that in the show notes <laughs> yes I realize this is becoming a really rambly meet cute but it's okay we're just kind of segueing into this, 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 this discussion but specifically like this whole back backwards way of me becoming invested in Frozen again again made made me realize much more about the story through this extended Broadway musical. Mm-hmm. Also made me like connect more with Elsa, which I think again is probably something you're missing by not knowing like all these extra songs that she has mm-hmm. and what mm-hmm. the, that storyline is like. Because that was not a problem for me. Like when I rewatched the movie, I'm like, yeah, I totally get where she's coming from. Both movies, and that's not like a barrier. I don't I don't find that inaccessible in any way. Mm-hmm. And I, I like all the characters. I find a little the shaky lack and Olaf communication really annoying I feel like for me one of like my most the the tropes that I don't like the most and I guess part of this was entangled is like when they don't Mm -hmm. talk to each other and they're like I'm trying to protect you from this thing but I'm not going to tell you what it is and like I really get annoyed by that because I think it shows kind of a level of immaturity and a lack of trust where I'm like if you really Mm -hmm. care about the other then you should bring them into that and and you should work on it together kind of thing so the fact that like Elsa like literally ices Anna the entire you know 18 (laughs) years or whatever (laughs) it's just really frustrating for me yeah. Okay. okay. They well, get that's, into that's it more. Fair. Maybe they get into that's it more. fair. But I'm not as much of a, of a musical fan. But I will take sure. your word for it. But um, it's one but of those okay. instances where more backstory really does help. And mm-hmm. again, I trust it because it was created by the same. Like it was literally the music. All these new songs were created by the same songwriting team. So it's like okay. Yeah. They obviously know yeah. the lore. 
It's not like someone's right. reinterpreting it. Like, it's not like fan fiction, to be honest. It's just a continuation. Like, it's a new right. adaptation. I would trust Broadway a lot more than fan fiction in <laughs> oh general. Oh, my gosh. Um, An insult. But. Sorry. Anyway. Sorry. I'm sure there are a lot but. of us, just great writers in fan fiction, but still, mm. I trust Broadway more. Oh, my um, God. But we are okay, not well, talking about the ship enough. It? Yeah, let's I was going to say, let's get the, into the, the ship. So, first Basically, of all. that's why I love Frozen. Let me just say, I love how Disney kind of does a tongue-in-cheek with Hans, where, like, you know, Anna mm-hmm. falls in love with him because he's just way too convenient. Um, yeah. And Elsa's like, you way can't marry the man you just met. And I'm like, thank you, Disney, for recognizing yeah. these years and years of, like, messaging you've put out to young girls where it's like, Including true Tangled. love hits you <laughs> like that. And, well, not for Tangled. I told you, they don't they fall in love right it away. It was a day. It was a day. Okay, they, fine, whatever. Like, like, in in Disney time, it's a longer timeline. It's also, like, an hour and sure, a half sure. of, like, our viewing time, which can span a long, sure, long time. Sure, sure, sure. Uh-huh. So, in any case, but, like, yeah, and and... I was like, yeah, great, Elsa. I appreciate that that statement. You can't marry the man that you just met, right? And yeah. so Disney does a good job there. You know what also really drives me nuts about Frozen and why I also don't like it as much mm. is because Anna is, like, technically engaged to Hans throughout sure. the whole story. And then, like, Kristoff comes in, and I'm like, is he a homewrecker? Like, I don't understand the situation. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm like... And also, it makes me <laughs> feel less... <laughs> sympathetic to Anna where I'm like you are Hans for all up to this point like Hans is like perfect you know you've left him in charge of the castle that is fair yeah okay and now you're running off with this other blonde dude and you're falling in love with him instead like I get that you haven't had a relationship before and that you're just really eager to fall in love that's fine Mm -hmm. um but at the same time like what about Hans like don't you ever feel like what you're doing is kind of iffy. I think, see, this is where I'll counter there. You you make a very good point. And it is kind of the whole thing of how I normally don't like, like, the concept of, like, an interrupting ship, as Minu would say. Yeah. Like, I don't like when there's a third party involved. But I, I think what is helpful about this movie is that, similar to Tangled, where they spend a whole bunch of time together and they go through a bunch of adversity together, they have, like, a mission that ends up linking them. It's, Anna only spends, like, a very short amount of time with Hans it's they literally use this relationship with Chris, this developing like friendship and then relationship with Kristoff as like count like a, a counteract example to the how little she actually knows about Hans. They explicitly no, say true. that. They show that, that's right? That 100% he doesn't true. he she knows nothing about him. And then just by spending time with someone, experiencing the world I with know. someone, which he does with Kristoff, you realize like this is how a relationship can actually form, right? And that's much more healthy in there and therefore that is encouraging. Very valid. But what drives me nuts about it is the fact that I was kind of morally torn by my feelings about really? Kristoff. Because I was like, Anna, like, you it's have this perfect man, quote-unquote perfect man, who we don't <laughs> even know much about. But you have this guy waiting at you at ho- at, in the castle at home, sure. and you haven't even broken up with him, and here you are running off and, like, you know, having this is feelings. This not a take I was other- expecting. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Like, that's what drove me nuts about Frozen this is, is because me. of this weird, I'm like, are you <gasps> cheating on your fiance who you just met? Like, forget the who you just met part, but it's just like, you have sure. a fiance, ma'am. Like, what are you I, doing? See, so my counter- it drives me nuts. See, well, the thing is, I don't think she's actively, like, flirting with him or anything. I think she's just a well-written kind of, like, fun, exuberant character who's very new to the world, as we've seen. She literally no, emphasizes 100%. that. And he just picks up on that and appreciates that. I don't no, think she's true. doing anything to, like, lead him on or be, like, be, um, like, disloyal. Uh, like, I don't think so. It's debatable. not the beginning. Like, there, there's a part, so I was watching Frozen the other day, and I noticed sure. there's this one part when they jump off the the cliff right after like the snow monster chase snow sure. monster chases them out um yeah and she's stuck in the snow and Kristoff comes and like picks her and this is actually in the musical too in that scene that you sent me he like picks her yeah. up 
and and she's like wow like you're really strong and then afterwards sure. there's that moment where she just like looks at him and then Kristoff's like so what now and then Anna like looks at him brushes her hair back and is like oh like what now and then she doesn't she's like echoing him she's parroting him but she's not actually thinking about that question because then she pauses mm. and she's like wait actually yeah what are we doing and I was like yo in that moment she was kind of taken aback by Kristoff by his strength and like just <laughs> like she was that- really how is that I was a bad like, thing? That is no, natural. No, it's not a bad thing, but I'm like, girl, that you have so at home. Stop oh feeling all these feelings. Uh, sorry, like, again, there's like a some sort of ethical, moral dilemma that's going See, on in my brain for Frozen, which... My ca- this I is have a counter. Yeah. yeah. I have a counter here. This is really becoming a battleship. <laughs> my counter is I'm not that, cheering for Hans, by the way. No, let's let's no, we should put that out there. I know. But I, my, my point is... I love you, like, I need to clarify. No, Let my clarify point is here. that similar, similar to Tangled, where you say, like, the ending makes it more clear, like, who the endgame, quote-unquote, pairing is, you would think that by that logic, you're like, okay, I know Hans is evil. I know that, like, Kristoff is obviously the one for it her and does the right It is convenient that he's evil. It is convenient that he is evil. If, if Hans was a good man, she would have ended up marrying him. And that would have yeah, been the end of she, that. No, I think what it would have been, honestly, if, if he'd been still a good man this whole time I think it would have been like a moment of her being like I don't actually know you like we went into this too fast like I actually don't have any connection to you like I thought I did but I I actually really don't and that she would have learned that through being through inadvertently spending time with this other person right and being like wait that's not how connections are formed like instantaneously like I thought I am very new to this world very inexperienced (laughs) even if he hadn't been evil I don't think she would have like stayed with him I don't I don't know I I highly doubt it if he if he saved her with true love's kiss I mean I I probably wouldn't have worked that would have been a stupid plotline if that actually happened but hey it was good because it brought the focus back to Han so you know despite my moral slash ethical dilemma with Frozen I really appreciate how when like Kristoff's troll family is like shipping them he's like she's engaged like like everyone needs to take a step back and then yes. they're like oh a true love's kiss and they're like let's get you back to Hans like Kristoff yeah, doesn't see this shows doesn't him as do... being a great guy a great no, guy well, you know but it's also kind of like yeah like oh yeah Hans exists oh my goodness we totally forgot about him for a second um, <laughs> I mean so, it's yeah. clever to bring the story together I'll well, I mean, it was good that they brought the story together because if they kept going off on their adventure to je- together, I would be like, I have <laughs> lost all respect for, like, Anna's feelings and, like, I just can't mm-hmm. because, again, she's putting out too many feelers out there and lighting oh too many gosh. fires. And so it just, like, it made me very frustrated. But in any case, so he brings her back to Hans. I love sure. the bridal carry, where he, how he, like, carries her into yeah. it. Yeah. You know, there's that whole thing. And then he's, like, really concerned for her. And she's like... And when he's on Sven, and she's like, "What about you?" And you can tell, yeah, Christoph, yeah. like he like smiles a little bit. He's like, "Don't worry about me. Like I'll be yeah. okay." Like, yeah, he's a great guy. I'm not saying that Christoph isn't a great guy. <laughs> I, I'm like sorry. This kind of brings me back to like episode. What is it? Episode eight or to all the boys I loved before. Mm-hmm. It's, it's you know, it's kind of like the John Ambrose Peter Kavinsky situation sure. where it's like you know if only Peter hadn't been there six month, months before. If only Hans hadn't right. been there at the party. And this thing had happened because it was gonna, it was bound to happen either way. Um, right. She would have run into Kristoff. They would have had their love story, and that would have been mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Um, yeah. But yeah, it, it, they're kind of like counterfactuals, or like you know, in a, in a I multiverse. Think, I I think I, I I tolerate it in this case, and I'm real. I'm like analyzing this for myself in real time. I'm like, I think I tolerate them there being like a third party in this story, for the reasons I already mentioned. Of like, I like that it shows the parallels and like helps her mm-hmm. learn a lesson. But also because it means that, like, there actually is an antagonist, and it, it, it helps link things because, again, it's it, the inciting incident is Elsa reacting to this ridiculous decision made by Anna, right? And that's mm-hmm. when her ice powers come out. 
city gets, you know, the kingdom gets frozen, she flees, all those things happen. And then, you know, that leads to Anna and Kristoff meeting at that little shack in the woods. Mm-hmm. So I, I'll take it that there's a third party because the third party is, isn't just discarded like John Ambrose is, to be honest. He's not just there for the <laughs> sake of it. He's actually very integral to the story and her so-called relationship with him is literally like I said the inciting incident and it leads to that ultimate betrayal and it shows like Kristoff's true colors and it helps through like with Olaf giving her a hand helps Anna realize what love actually is because she clearly has no idea oh my gosh like, I, there's, okay. I think it works honestly so okay so yes yeah, so when Hans turned out to be evil literally in my heart sure. I was like thank god that he's evil because like I wouldn't have known who to like put the blame on in this story otherwise for like interesting mis- you know cross wires heartbreak mm-hmm. I don't know who to put the blame on here yeah. um again mm-hmm. very much kind of like a love triangle situation but again she's engaged so the whole situation becomes even stranger um sure but yeah when Hans turns out to be I was like great now I can just discard him in my brain, and everything that she experienced Fair. with Kristoff becomes just more authentic and genuine. That's my point. Hence, well, going back to the when you rewatch hence, it. If Hans wasn't evil, then that would have been a big problem for me, and but I would have walked not. away from the film feeling oh very gosh. conflicted. But in any well, case, that's how I feel about to all the boys. Oh my gosh! But in any case, when Olaf makes Anna realize that like Kristoff yeah. loves her, I really mm-hmm. like. Again, sorry, this is so tangled. Ask where like Kristoff <laughs> sure. is like literally booking it back to the castle. Yes, I was gonna on say an when animal. you mention this, <laughs> when you mention this, of a, a white stallion, it's so, like, very he's similar. Back, but it's, it's funny because he's booking back for one purpose. And that mm-hmm. purpose is to kiss her. Like, I was like, that is so weird. But, like, also, it works. Like, but it would I save mean, like, her. But it would save her. To save her. That's but the thing. specifically, to kiss her. Like, that's yeah. it's so weird. But I'll also, I'm sorry, it, it should, we should have clued in at that point that, like, an act of true love couldn't be. be from another person. Because, like, him turning around and, like, coming back to save her already was an act of true love. So, like, I don't think we would have needed a kiss to seal the I deal. I see what you're saying. So, you know yeah. what I mean? I'm kind of like, well, there's your act of true love right there. And, and I think even, like, Olaf says that or something. Yeah. And, like, obviously yeah. it's not working. That's not the answer kind of thing. It yeah. has to be from her. But anyways, yeah. I love how he's, like, trying to find her. Like, obviously that scene, I yeah. have strong feelings for. And, like, they're trying mm-hmm. to find each other in the ice storm. That whole... And, of course, Elsa's, like doing a thing and I'm like go away Elsa this is a more important thing (laughs) no it's it's literally not because the end of the movie it gets resolved by their sisterly bond not this subplot I know I know but I was like go away Elsa this is not I'm not (sighs) I'm not holding out a torch for this story with you and Anna I'm holding out a torch for Crystal and Anna at this point so funny But, see, this is, again, where the, there's two moments in the finale, sort of speak, or, like, climax of Frozen that the musical does a really good job of fleshing out. Mm-hmm. One of them is when Kristoff leaves Anna, like, leaves mm-hmm. through the gates to keep her safe, and then that whole moment oh where, gosh. like, the townspeople take His her away. concern there's cute. a beautiful song that happens, a short little song that happens in the musical where he, he basically kind of answering the question that they had the whole this the duet that they have is called like what do you know about love and then mm-hmm. his little his little like it's called Kristoff's lullaby is what the little tune is Aww. that he does after he parts with her and he's like he, the end of the song is him being like you're what I know about love and it's so sweet Aww. like the songs are like perfectly paired and so that really helps again that really helps the ship a lot and then the finale is this really, really awesome musical number that has, like, it's kind of like a four-piece p- number that has, like, Han singing, Kristoff singing, Anna singing, and Elsa singing, and they're all, like, trying to find each other, and in the midst of this snow snowstorm, and it's honestly, like, I, I think my favorite song in, like, That's all amazing. of Frozen. That's actually really it's great. It's yeah. such a good song, and it just, it works because it, it has Anna, like, trying to find Kristoff, and then, like, again, similar to the movie, 
realize like trying to get to each other before realizing like Anna's about to get killed over or, or mm-hmm. Elsa's about to get killed over here by Hans and then Anna like swooping in freezing at the last second stopping the blade like all those things so they, I think they actually translate it to the stage really well and mm-hmm. it's just a great song to listen to it's called colder by the minute would recommend probably gonna listen to it after this it's truly <laughs> I made myself a bracket of frozen songs at one point and this ended up being the one that like became my winner of this bracket that I made yeah. of all the songs in Frozen, of course including the musical. Oh, of, of course, course I did. did. That, and so now I can like comfortably <laughs> say it's my favorite one. Oh my gosh. But I love it. All that's to say, like I, I really I like with this ship that they because it's a it's a it's a well written subplot and then it's not like, oh it's not everything is about the ship. But you can have your cake and eat it too. Like she can have this restored relationship with her sister. She can learn more about love in the process, both familial love and romantic love and self love, like all those things. Um, and then also still have a little like romantic resolution. Like it doesn't need to be mutually Fair. exclusive, which some stories are really like keen on, which I'm always frustrated about. Cause I'm like, you can have both. You can have self-actualization and realize things about other people in your life. And then also have romantic resolution. Like, you can have that, too. And this movie yeah. does that, which is really no, that's nice. that's fair. That's fair. I mean, it's it's a very convenient ending, I would still say, because of it's course. a Disney movie where it, like, all ends up happily ever after. Of I would course. say, like, it could have gotten so really messy otherwise. So, anyways. Oh, my gosh. Um, there's a lot of convenient stuff. I didn't realize who this, this episode wasn't meant to be, like, me hating on Frozen. And I don't think I hate <laughs> Frozen. I just, like, have strong feelings about certain sure. elements of the plot line. Sure. Um, also... Now that I'm apparently I'm very cynical about Frozen right now, but we talk about that kiss between her and Kristoff. Okay, and yes, why I need to hear what your beef nuts. is here. Okay, yes. so what's your issue? So obviously the whole end scene, the colder yeah. by the minute scene sequence on Broadway and yeah. um, in the movie yeah. where like Anna and Kristoff are trying to find each other. Sure, um, sure. It's kind of like teasing that they're gonna kiss, they're gonna have a really dramatic moment where they're gonna right. collide and like have like a very sure. dramatic kind of kiss or like a showing yeah. of feelings anyways. Sure, sure, sure. I don't understand how come after the whole situation is resolved and like you know mm-hmm. Elsa melts all the ice, yeah, like it just cuts out like the the scene cuts and then now we resume to, um, probably a few days later because uh, Anna yeah. is showing Kristoff the sled the to new be like, sled, yeah, I made you a sled and I was like, you mean to tell me you guys didn't kiss after that very intense <laughs> that's moment? Your like, issue. are you that's kidding your me? Issue. Here? <laughs> uh, no, that's my issue. I was like, this is so what? awkward. Are you telling me that they were like? Their whole oh, premise that. of them finding each other was to, like, have that moment. That's so funny. And then now that that moment is, like, over, they were just like, well, good to Moment's see you. And they just, like, walk <laughs> off. Like, oh, my gosh, Jill, it drives me so nuts. Really and funny. then they end up having a really awkward first kiss out in front of the sled. And I'm like, this oh my gosh. is so awkward. Like, this whole Ugh. thing, it's kind of, I mean, yeah, it's, like, cute and whatever because, like, he's like, oh, I just want to kiss you. Cute. It's a cute trope. Definitely, I don't Consent. think it was the right pacing. It was not the right pacing. Like, I, mean, it, it, I liked it. It was Rapunzel very refreshing. Gets me. Rapunzel gets me because oh she kisses gosh. Flynn right after that kind of, like, climax of the plot See, okay. and then he comes back. Like, she my, gets me. I get I get what you're saying. I find that hilarious that that's your issue with it because I would not have predicted that. Sorry, um, that is my issue with it. It's I love just it. so it's awkward. Valid. The ending is no, so it's awkward. Valid. The timing issue is really an interesting point. My counter, I guess, is just that, like, in sure it looked like it was building towards them having like a big romantic moment obviously racing to find each other in the snowstorm but after it becomes apparent that the actual act of true love is going to be her for her sister it doesn't there's no i don't feel like there's room for them in that exact moment 
because she's got to reconcile with her sister. She literally almost dies, or she basically does, and then she kind of comes back to life, and then she gets she has to take care of Hans. Like she punches him off the boat. Remember? Like oh, all the of guards that. can take care of him. They're all the, the little <laughs> no, royalty guys watching from the distance. They all got people. They can take care of him. I don't think. I don't think there there was never going to be a big like climactic kiss between them that wasn't that you lost that moment when Ooh. it went to her and Elsa when I said well, lost you, you like, moved Elsa it. get out of the way you're oh ruining my. it right now <laughs> oh my gosh oh you're no wonder you don't understand Frozen oh I, I honestly my yeah I think goodness <laughs> my goodness the creators are uh, listening to this being like this girl did not understand what we were trying to do I'm sorry yeah, maybe I just didn't <laughs> I don't know no, I did understand Frozen I just didn't feel very strongly about it um Oh, but gosh. yeah, so like she's never like, oh, Kristoff, thank you so much for coming back to find me. And oh my yeah, gosh. Yeah, they didn't like, really do us that until There was like, no thank you. There was fair, no nothing. Okay, and they just fine. like walked off. And I'm like, yeah. what? Okay. I'll <laughs> like, give you that. Are you kidding me? But no resolution like, between the two characters. No, like, oh my gosh, it, your fiance is evil. Like, Kristoff doesn't even know that Hans is evil. To be fair, until that's he saw her like really, going to kill That's Elsa. actually an interesting point. Like, yeah. Or like, oh, I guess he's not engaged anymore. Oh my gosh. You just like, wanted like a there's chat. There's absolutely no resolution there. <laughs> this is very funny. I, yeah, no, I, I see what you're saying. I guess like the whole time jump moment, again, pacing wise had to happen because as I just laid out, I don't feel like it would have worked for them to have like a big romantic moment right after she like punched him because that was I played as comedic, right? I think put a bit too much in that moment then. And, but then they, they put yeah. Olaf melting. Like oh, that yeah, was a forgot moment about, too. forgot about that So too. like everyone was more important in that moment. Elsa, Hans, Olaf, then Kristoff and Anna. Like, and so, like, I was like, they put mm. a lot into this moment, but they didn't put Kristoff in the moment, which was super weird for me because, again, like, for the last five minutes of this movie, okay. it was about him trying to race back to get Anna and, like, trying to save her. But and then, then it wasn't. There's absolutely That's what I mean. no acknowledgement until of the it sacrifice wasn't. he made. Huh. It was until it wasn't, but he was still there the because point. he had come back for Anna. That's the point. Like, <clears throat> No, no, Tangled does <sighs> better because they're like, oh, Eugene I, I don't is very that. clearly here for Rapunzel. And there's no, like, the chameleon because has a moment. This, or, like, Max, this is or Maximus has a moment. You know, like, See, they really well, keep the focus. I mean, first first of all, you're in a freaking tower. So, of course, you can't have the, they can't have the horse up they there. They were on a freaking boat. They were on oh. a boat. <laughs> they didn't know it was a boat. It was a frozen fjord. Honestly, Anywho. they were very lucky they were on a boat or else I they would know, have drowned. That is, if we're talking convenient... <laughs> That's the most convenient part There's of this entire movie. That's convenient in this movie. <laughs> it's Disney. No, but I, I honestly, this goes back to like, and again, some people, maybe you, view this as a detriment to Frozen having like a bigger, literally a bigger cast of care of core characters. But it wasn't, and, and because this is a romantic subplot and not a, a, mm-hmm. a main romantic plot, mm-hmm. the romantic subplot went to the wayside for the time being in that moment in favor of the like deeper message that the movie was trying to do, like for sure, and to vanquish the villain, like. All of that happened, and there wasn't at that moment in time room for the subplot. But then again, mm-hmm. they circle. I'm okay with it because not only did they circle back around to it, but let's just take a moment here to jump into Frozen Two for a second. They keep them together, and then they eventually get engaged. So like, relax. They like, no, it's they true. Made they keep them together. Him. They eventually, but then the pacing again for the second one is off with Kristoff because he yeah, really. He, Kristoff, this is honestly my biggest beef with Frozen 2, and I don't have many. Mm-hmm. I, I really enjoy that movie. Apparently, I have a lot of I beef just, with Frozen in general, but yeah, fair. I feel like I feel like Kristoff is very, like, he had nothing to do in the second movie. Nothing. Nothing. And, and it, 
See, this is the thing. This is kind of how I feel about, um, and Manu and I kind of got into this in our episode on on Noel Holmes, where I was kind of like, I didn't think he, like, you know, Tewksbury is not the most relevant character in movie two compared to movie one. He's a huge part of movie one. Same with Kristoff. Huge part of movie one in Frozen. Uh, but then it's kind of like, we're keeping him in for movie two, and I'm happy about for, it. Don't for get me wrong. For the sake of, I, yeah. I like these characters, and you're keeping them in. For the sake of a romantic subplot, so I can't yeah. actually be mad about it, but I'm kind of just like, I wish he could have done a little more. Just a little bit more no, creative writing. True. Give him something to do beyond just trying to propose to her, which is his entire arc. It's not even an arc, the whole movie, no, but he is very supportive not. of her, and like, it's not his movie. Does he almost die at some point? I don't think so. I don't remember. I, I, I don't think so. Or maybe no, not. Anna, I don't remember. I just remember having like, beef with number Elsa two because, dies. like, Anna, That's Elsa thing. dies, and then yeah. Anna says, like, it's, she sings that song where it's like, yeah, the, the step. N- next right thing. Yeah. The next yeah. right thing. And I'm like, where's Kristoff? And also, like, girl, yeah, he you're was not alone. disappeared for part of this. Like, no, it's yeah. true, but it's also, it's just like, she just completely kind of forgets about Kristoff. She, like, does the thing she does. with Throughout Kristoff where she does with Hans. I where it's agree. like, Hans is non existent when she's on this journey with her sister for her sister. And then interesting. everyone interesting else takes the back seat. <laughs> it really is a character flaw. It's kind on of her interesting. Part, like, a I massive thought of it that character way. flaw. And I'm yeah. like, but huh. Elsa has iced you for like a lot of her life, and I think the thing that connects mm-hmm. you is blood. But like, but right? they've re- but they've like reconnected. That's the whole point. By the end no, of yeah, the after movie, that point, yeah. The but first like, movie. again, like yeah. I just think like, I mean, Elsa's really lucky to have a sister like her. I don't know how many yeah. would actually do that, but like again, that's <laughs> Anna's character flaws that she sure. is like would drop anything for Elsa, um, yeah. and that becomes yeah, very yeah, clear so. in Frozen two. And Kristoff just kind of gets left alone. He sings a song, but it's a like he- it's. It's, See, it's okay, like a reindeer song. I don't really know. There's, no, it's not. There's, it's about her, which is actually really appreciated. And I remember the the writers, like the the composers, like the song songwriters of the second movie and obviously the Broadway musical in the first movie, mm-hmm. obviously. I remember them saying that they were like really excited to have that song for him because they're like, let's like little boys know like you can like feel these like big feelings and sing these big 80s ballads. <laughs> they literally said this. I was like, that's so cute. And that's I enjoy fair. that okay. song a lot. I that's, It's really sweet. Like, it's just about her. Like, he literally feels so strongly about their relationship and the fact that he, like, is unsure about what, what's happening now we, because he's, like, not get, he's getting a little bit of mixed signals on, like, Honestly, if I were him, I would be getting mixed signals, too, because, like, who knows what Anna's off <laughs> to it, doing? Like, it means that it's a I don't know what's happening. Feeling. Valid feelings for Mr. Kristoff. But, yeah, I truly my only, like, my really my only criticism is that I enjoyed him so much in the first movie and I enjoyed their dynamic and I just think they didn't, like, super creatively know what to no. do with him in the second movie. They didn't. He became such a I'll flat character. That, yes. I'll take that over him not being there because that is what we see in other well, genres. Been, that would have been very weird. That if they took so him out entirely, that'd be so You weird. know what it is? But that would have been Fantastic Beasts with Tina. No, or 100%. The character's just it's like, not are we just going to ignore like, that Kristoff exists? Exactly. But yeah, no, like, so, again, I'm glad he was there. they had a story to tell more. in Frozen 2. They had yeah. a story to tell. It no, definitely didn't involve Kristoff. And they were just kind of like, oh, oops, we've got to put him in there somewhere. Um but again, yeah. like I think his intensity of feelings wasn't necessarily matched by Anna's, which again is just my biggest thing with Anna, where I'm like, who? Brother. What do you feel right now? Like, who do you <laughs> feel strongly to? She's still young. I know, she's but she's kind of Rapunzel, very single-minded. With like, I have this thing I have to do, and I have that thing I want to yeah. do. She can't really like multitask and like feel multiple things for multiple people. Yeah. Um, so but, okay. maybe that's just like an emotional maturity One thing. thing? I also actually, as I say this out loud, I appreciate that this movie number two shows is that despite that character flaw of Anna's, that it's not enough for Kristoff to be like, well, screw you, I'm out. He's well, still good for pres- him. He's still supportive of her, and he understands that that's 
a trait of hers that you work with. Like, I actually, I think that sends, like, a really nice message as well that, like, okay, you can mess up, you can ignore these people, or you can, your priorities can be really, like, skewed in the moment, or you can get distracted by other things and mm-hmm. forget about other people that are there to care and support you. But, like, that doesn't mean that you're, you're therefore, like, doomed for all these relationships to fail. It's, like, if you're with the right people, they will still be there when you, like, kind of come back down to earth type of thing. Like, I think that That's is kind of what happens, which is really nice. In the little things that Kristoff does, there's this one line, I distinctly remember people, like, praising it when the movie came out, when Frozen 2, is that he's like, I'm here, what do you need? When she, I think it's after Anna has her sad solo song, and then is, like, trying to stop the rock giants, and it's a whole thing, and he just, like, swoops by on Sven, and in that he's literally there to support. He is a literal supporting character. No, it's true. Like, he was very movie, much husband material nice in, number, in number two. Like, he's great. Yeah. He's a great supporting character. Yeah. I just think it's such a shame and it doesn't help Anna's character the fact like the fact that he's kind of in the back and she doesn't really acknowledge his presence for most of the film and so anyways again I really do wish and this this was something that I remember people pointing out because of a cut song from Frozen 2 again a mm -hmm. duet that was cut I don't know why this keeps happening between Anna and Kristoff is that in the end of this duet with them Anna proposes to him like, mm-hmm. he's trying to propose the whole time. It's called Get This Right. It's very cute. They did record it. Like, you can actually access this song. But it, it ends up being, like, he's, like, struggling to do it. He wants to, as the title goes, like, get the proposal right, which is mm-hmm. his arc throughout the whole movie. Or I should not mm-hmm. even say his arc, his linear path. Um, but in the end, Anna, <laughs> like, subverts goal. that. <laughs> yes. And it, I actually think that is really in character for her. And I actually yeah. think that also would have made sense in this movie if she proposed to him and, like, realize like because it would have shown her like realizing that like this amazing guy has always been there for me i have been ignoring him and taking him for granted and like i can rectify that by being the one to like take the initiative to, that's true you know that uh, would have been kind of nice like it would have stolen Kristoff's moment like that's his literally only his moment, moment that we're building to, be to. Fair, his only moment <laughs> like yeah I'll like that, that it's kind yeah. of the only thing he's building to in this entire movie and so like if i yeah. like oh, let me just do it now. I feel like it would have just been so shallow because, like, you know yeah, how much thought fair. did she really put into this? Like, Kristoff's been thinking for the last hour and a half of the movie or the two hours <laughs> yeah. how to do this properly. Yeah. And then it, his fiance steals that moment from him. So, like, I feel like... Okay, it's not a competition, but I know It would have, like, cheapened like, the moment them. quite a bit. But anyways, yeah. whatever. Again, There's just number two... It's still Number two is still great. Like, it's still... The characters yeah. are great. I think the storyline's great. I just, again, don't feel strongly about the romantic subplot there. There's not... It's and not a focus in that It's movie. quite flat. Too. It's quite well, flat, the one, yeah. The curious wrinkle in all of this is the fact that they're making a third Frozen, which what? got announced no, yeah, some, sometime in the last half year, I want to say. I feel like there's an... Actually, more recent than that. I think it was in the last few months that they're making a third one. They're like, the news is out. And I, I kind of view it as I'm like, hmm, mm-hmm. interesting. I really... Interesting. What I actually secretly uh, hope, and I don't think this would happen... Children? <laughs> what? Oh, my gosh. Would it involve no, I, children at that point? I, like, I don't understand... More, Honestly, I would want more, like, more, like, his backstory. I'd want to know a little bit more about him, because I want, like, him to be a little bit more featured. Not on a, like, it's now a boy movie, because these are girl movies. But I kind of view it as, like, where else would this story go? Like, who's still kind of, like, a big question? Who's a big unknown? Elsa doesn't have a love interest. And I don't know if, no, like, she's meant to have a love be, interest. I'm not talking, I'm not talking love interest. I'm just talking, like, over, no, like, overarching no, movie plot. That, no, that's, that's what I'm saying, though. Like, we haven't she really She can have a subplot. That would be nice. Like, I don't if she's know. not a prominent character and she has I, a romantic subplot, preferably with a girl, I feel like which everyone's been rooting for, I would it like might that. Be, I don't know, but I feel like the whole, whole time we've been exploring, like, Elsa's powers, Elsa's powers, and now it's kind sure. of like, 
Like, we know where Anna's going. She's going to be, like, the queen. She's and Crystal's queen, going to yeah. be the king and blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah. I feel like at that point, we've already prince. explored yeah. everything that we can't explore. So we've mm. got to see Elsa in her new role and see if she ends up with anyone. Or, like, I don't, like, you know, I feel like there's mm. so much about her life that we haven't explored yet. A lot of times she's just kind of like the pinnacle of like she is power and like that's kind of the whole yeah. premise of Frozen One, Frozen Two is like her trying to come to grips with this power. They that find she the has, source of her power, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but like she's found herself now, and I think it's like, well, what's next, kind of thing for her. But well, I don't know. That's we'll see what they do with that. To see a third, truly, that's why I was surprised to hear about a third movie because I'd even heard all the way along that like mm-hmm. making the second movie was hard mm-hmm. because of the fact that they'd ended on like very much like a happy ending in as is Disney. There's a reason there's not been more Tangled movies, you know, yeah. as Disney for movie one. Although and then she they does have to show make up. A movie. Rapunzel and Flynn yes, show up. Yes, I can, can I just quickly mention, do they get yes. stuck in the castle with the rest of them? Because, like, she goes Maybe. in with Flynn to, like, Arendelle for the coronation. Yes. Yeah. And then the whole fjord, like, freezes over. Maybe they do get stuck of, there, too stranded. But it kind of yeah. boggles me that, like, Rapunzel, knowing her character, would just be like, oh, well, we're stuck here. And, oh, my gosh, Hans is a bad guy. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like... She'd do something about it. I think it. you're thinking about this too much. She do, she Maybe they left early, but I was like, this is like, <laughs> I understand this is an Easter egg, but it's like, she That's and a, Anna would have been, would have gotten really along funny. really well. Yeah, so, I like, actually I agree was on like, that. Like, it's, it's weird to just kind of put her in the background and be like, oh, and also they might be there. Maybe they're not there. Who knows? Like, don't know. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah. Anyways. This well, should we move on like to this. what type of ship this is? We should. Yes, because okay. this so is going I, to be planned. I actually have one for this one. Okay, so, yes, you prep um, yourself. The Kristoff and Anna ship, for me, yes. is kind of like an icebreaker ship. And the reason why I'm saying this is because they're so effective when it's like, like, we're talking about how they kind of lose utility in the second one, right? They're really effective when we're just talking about, like, the main character is, like, breaking the ice. When it's frozen, you need an icebreaker ship to, like, power okay. through, break to, like, the ice, and, like, be really yeah, effective. Stuff, so when it all yeah. melts, there is an absolutely no use for the icebreaker ship afterwards. Interesting. So, like, you know, Frozen 1 was all about breaking the ice, literally, between the characters, yeah. between whatever, each other, the, the snow. They are so effective. They are so great. They're so integral to the, yeah. the plotline, even though they are a sub- subplot. But then yeah. you get to the second one, all the ice between the characters have melted. There's no need for them. Like, the, I don't know what to do with this big clunky ship. There's not ship. a lot it's of just there. dramatic tension between yeah. them at this point. Right. Well, this, they don't, we don't need them. And, like, their utility is lost, and they just kind of float there. And you're like, what are you... You're out of season. What are you out, doing? Yeah. yeah. Huh. So, anyways, they're like an ice ship for I, That's me. an interesting point. Is that the right term for this ship an that you're breaker. describing? An ice, is that actually I think they're called icebreakers, yeah. Oh, I wouldn't know. But that... I like the tying into the theme of the movie as just well, yes, literally the visual language of ice appreciate it but i think you make a really good point that with the functionality being lost when like circumstances change to be honest yeah like yeah they're like good at one thing like they're they're a couple they're really good at like kind of you know becoming a couple working those relationships making Mm -hmm. bringing people together and stuff but then again Mm -hmm. we had a lot of that in in frozen one we kind of repaired all the relationships that needed to be repaired that's why it really wasn't about yeah the second one wasn't about repairing relationships it was about building relationships which is a different story um so Getting answers. They, we didn't need them. Yeah. We really didn't need them. We really, and again, again. We, we super didn't. But I'll take it because he got a song and because oh he didn't just disappear. Like, I'll take it. I just would have wanted yeah. more. I had higher hopes yeah. because of how, again, how well written he was in the first movie. He was such a fun part of the first movie. And I, I, I think he was a very interesting character. And they just, just mm-hmm. did not know what to do, which is. Yeah. I will say, if you watch the behind the scenes about. Frozen 2. It's called Into the Unknown. It's like a six-part docu-series on Disney+. <laughs> I freaking love it. 
I sob watching it. I'm just gonna be honest. I love it. Um, it's it shows you how chaotic the production was for this movie. To mm-hmm. be honest, including just like the story. So mm-hmm. I and like coming up with the story and coming up with the songs and trying to write Elsa's like big song without knowing what the ending was gonna be and like. Mm-hmm. So the fact that anything somewhat coherent came out of this movie is impressive. But oh, I'm scared for. Frozen I think this was now. something that dropped. <laughs> yeah, some some I know almost. That's why I was a little surprised to hear that there was a third one. I was like, oh my god. I hope I'm sure not just love doing it. it for the fans. Like, I, I hope they they're probably, not just doing it to I keep mean, the fan play, base they're going. They're doing it for and, the like, dollars. To have more music. They're doing it for the dollars. I don't dollars. like that. Like, the they, mo- obviously, it's, they did it's well too. These movies made know, over a billion like, dollars each, friend. These I suckers know, are like, very profitable. And, and of course, children will watch, like, parents will take children to watch Frozen 3 <sighs> yeah. because of, like, the good music, and it's just, like, mm-hmm. visually really stunning. Um, yeah. But at the same time, like, the storyline will be lost. I'm really curious to know what it is. I'm wondering if they'll pull a not to make this really topical, but a Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 where they focus on a, like, not a side character, but a, diff, a different character than the first couple movies we're focusing mm-hmm. on for movie three. I'm curious mm-hmm. if that'll happen. And I don't know what, yeah. if like, is it going to be Olaf's story? Kristoff's <laughs> story? Who knows? Who knows? Like, I, I have no idea. I'm not opposed to anything. I'm, I'm just genuinely curious, narratively speaking, what they're going to do with this. So yeah. I guess we'll see. Fair. Yeah. We'll see. But I think All that right. probably... Well, I think that's that good. I think that wraps it up. Yeah, well, thank yeah. you for listening to another episode of Ships yes. Ahoy. As we always say, we'll catch you guys on another one of our episodes. Bye now. Bye. Ships Ahoy was created and produced by Jill and Christina and edited by Christina. Our theme song was composed by my good friend Manu. And because we don't have any sponsors, (laughs) we don't really have anything else to shout out at the end here. We're always open to suggestions on new episodes. So if you have any ideas, give us a shout on Instagram.